Welcome to the System Hub Podcast. Hola. Konnichiwa. Guten Tag. Where we interview world-class experts. You have to have a lot of passion for what you're doing. I was fanatical in my 20s. If you could find a way to produce a business that works without you, your life would change like that. Extracting, organizing, and optimizing their best systems and processes for rapid business growth. Now, let's get into the show. Welcome back to the Business Systems Summit. And in this session, we're going to be chatting with Kathy Fiok. And she's known as the business book strategist and helps a lot of thought leaders and professionals write content for their business development strategy. She's helped over 100 different professionals become published authors and herself has also authored eight books, including On Your Mark, From First Word to First Draft in Six Weeks, and also the blog to book, Repurposing Content to Discover the Book You've Already Written. I was introduced to Kathy through Sharon Anderson, and I was chatting with her about trying to find some really good speakers who are systems thinkers, as in they, they think in terms of process, and she suggested I contact Kathy, and it was great to do a little bit of research, find out a bit more about what Kathy's up to, and I think she's going to be a really great fit. So firstly, I'd just like to welcome you to the session, Kathy. Well, thank you so much. I'm excited about being here. <laughs> it should be good because I think your session is quite interesting because you, you've already got this process for the way that relatively easy process for someone to follow to take blog content and then turn it into a book, which for often a lot of people feels a little bit like a mountain you have to climb if you're going to try and write a book. <laughs> so you make that easy. So I'll, I'll let you take over. And if it's all right, I'll just sort of chime in as we go if I've got some questions. Okay, good, good. The way I came up with this whole blog to book concept, I was approached at a meeting where someone said, Kathy, I've been blogging for several years. I feel like I have enough content for a book. I know I need a book, but I can't quite get from here to there. And can you help me? And I thought, yeah, I can help you. And I thought, I can be a coach for you. And then I thought, oh my gosh, I could write a book about that. <laughs> so I did. And my book, my blog to book is a blog to book in that I repurposed content from my past blog posts and put those all into a book, added a, a few pieces of content, cleaned it up, and there it goes. So it's, it's a very exciting process, and, and it's very easy. And I think it's especially good process for business people who want to grow their business, and they know that content marketing is a way to do that. So writing blog posts is powerful for attracting customers, educating our customers, and having a book gives us that much more credibility. So what I thought we'd do first is just talk a little bit about what writing blogs or books could do for your business, sort of the business case for why even think about any of this stuff. And I think the first reason is that we gain a certain celebrity when we publish when we write blogs or books, and I think that that is really powerful. It gives us more exposure, and it allows us to make more sales. So that's always a good thing. <laughs> Next up, it helps us become an expert. It positions us as a thought leader, and it allows us, therefore, to close more sales. So that's incredibly important. Next, it helps you create that legacy Many business owners, business leaders want to leave a legacy, and a book, writing blog posts can be a wonderful way to do that. And last but certainly not least is that it creates a revenue stream. 
and that's something that almost every business today is looking for a new way to gain dollars for their content ex- and expertise. So those are all the, the ways that individuals can benefit from writing a book and writing blog posts that lead to a book. <laughs> so what I thought we'd do is just kind of walk you step by step through the process. The first step here is identifying the purpose, the business purpose for writing. So is it to establish your thought leadership? Is it to build credibility? Is it to get more consulting engagements? What is the purpose? Because that will drive how you write and what you write. So I think it's very, very important to get clear on this purpose for what you're writing. So that's something that you may want to do as you're uh, taking notes, as you're listening out there. Write down, what is my purpose for writing? Is it to grow the business? Is it to make more sales? How will it integrate with my business plan? So that's number one. Step number two is develop the thesis statement for your book. What is your book about? And what I have discovered is I I have found these new magic buttons that I wear and I give to my clients to wear, and they say, ask me about my book. And uh, the cool thing about these is if you wear them out to a coffee shop or a networking event, people will ask you about your book. And it's a wonderful way to get feedback on what is your thesis statement? What is your book about? Your book isn't just a broad topic. Your book is a narrow focus on a particular topic. And by answering this question, you know, what is your book about? That will help you define your thesis statement. So getting really clear on what your book is about. Step three is identify your target market. And ideally, the target reader should be your target client. Now, there may be some times when it's not exactly aligned, but I would suggest that the more you can focus in on that very specific reader who will love your posts, who will love your book, they're also going to love you and your product. So, identify the target market and be thinking about that. Step four is to identify the questions that your target has about your thesis. So, assuming that you have written your thesis statement and you have defined your target audience, what questions do they typically ask? You might even start by thinking about what are the questions that your clients currently ask you. Not too long ago, I got a call from a client who said, Kathy, I I think this is a good thing, but I'm getting a request from a client. I've done some training with this particular client, and they want to use my content. Should I allow them to use it? I said, Gosh, that's a great question. And I thought about it and I thought, that's such a great question. I'm going to write a blog post to answer that question. And uh, as it turned out, I sent her the content. She was thrilled with it. And then I posted it on my uh, blog the next week. And who knows, that may make its way into my next book. So thinking about the questions that your client is asking you on an ongoing basis, what are the things that you would love to have documented that you don't have to answer those questions all the time? That may be another way to think about the questions that you might develop. 
Another way to approach this is to consider that you are going on a radio or a TV or a podcast interview, and you're going to prepare the questions that you want your host to ask you. What are those questions? Now, what I would encourage you to do is don't think about answering the questions just yet. Think about writing the questions. Just write the questions. And in fact, what I do oftentimes with my clients is I'll say, let's put five minutes on the clock or three minutes on the clock and just write all the questions you can as quickly as you can. Don't bother to answer any of the questions. Just write the question. And what we'll find is that authors will come up with 10, 15, 20 or more questions. And then I say, okay, now do you know what you can do with these questions? These are the questions now that you answer, and each one can become an individual blog post. So this is a great way. And then if you, if you think that your area or your topic is a little too broad, you can drill down using this same exercise. I've used this as a, an exercise in a workshop where everybody got a stack of post-it notes and they just wrote one question per post-it note and then they stuck them out on the, the table in front of them and then started organizing them and then they were really, in effect, organizing their chapters. And uh, if one heading seemed a little too broad or there was too much information there, you take that and drill down from that post-it and develop another set of questions that relate to that. And that becomes your fleshed out outline that you can then use to write first your blog posts and then your book. It becomes very easy, one little blog post at a time. The next step is to create a project plan. So let's say you would love to have a book at the end of one year and you are committed to writing one blog post a week. Well, then you can create this project plan with basically one post per week. And if your post is about 650 words, which is about the average blog post, you're going to have enough words at the end of the year to have an entire book. But you map that out so that it's not just when you get to it or if I have a few minutes here or there. You have a plan so that this week I am starting on blog post number two or 10 or whatever it might be. Now, what you got to then do, of course, is then write your blog post. And I would suggest 650 words. It's typically very easy to write 650 words. And you usually have a nice bit of content there that works nicely as a standalone blog post or as part of your book. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I think what I like about uh, this process is when you're thinking about each individual blog post as standalone is that each unique bit will be relevant. Sometimes when you read a book, you know, there can be lots of different fluff and padding. Whereas if you're thinking about each isolated blog post as something interesting and relevant, then it's more likely that, you know, the entire book is very relevant because each individual component is. Yes, absolutely. And I think this is too, this is very satisfying because there's something about checking something off the list. I've heard that checking something off our to-do list gives us a hit of dopamine, that feel-good chemical that our body uh, emits. And, and so what happens is 
every time we complete a blog post, we're in effect putting a little check mark by the list. And so each week as we go along, we're seeing that momentum. We're seeing that book start to build and build. So it gets us even more excited and able to go on and write the next blog post, <laughs> which is kind of fun. Something that I want you to think about next, and this is the next step, is to review the blog post. Because not every blog post may fit. And I think, Dave, you just said something that made me think about this. Some blog posts are more like bricks and some are more like feathers. <laughs> and this was something a, a, a colleague was saying to me. He said, it depends on whether you're writing blog posts that are bricks or feathers. And I thought, I, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> what does he mean? <laughs> and he said, well, you know, some blog posts are really foundational. They give you that, that core learning that you need to know to understand the, the topic as a whole. And then some blog posts are just fluffy, feathers. <laughs> and they're, they're fun, they're interesting, but they don't add much weight. So you need to be sure that as you're writing your posts, you're writing some good substantial bricks along the way and not just feathers. <laughs> so you'll want to evaluate the blog post to make sure that you don't have all feathers in there. Then you'll also want to do some other things. I've worked with a couple of beta clients now on my blog-to-book process, and what I've found is that some blog posts are very current. I mean, they're about current events. They're relating to things that are in the news, and that may or may not translate well to a book, which has more of a sense of permanence. So, for example, one of my clients was writing about an event that happened yesterday or last week. And those references are great in a blog post, but not so great in a book because it seems like, well, then the book is outdated already. So you want to make sure that your posts are evergreen. Another thing that you want to be careful about is as you're writing blog posts over time, it may be great to reinforce key principles at blog three and at week seven and at week 15. If all of those are in your book, they may be a little too repetitive, may make some sections of your book redundant. So I think that's another thing that you have to look at to make sure they all fit together to make one nice book. And it also needs to tie back to your thesis statement. And this is why having this outline first, having this process outlined of identifying the thesis up front, identifying the target market identifying the questions, and then writing the post, chances are less that you're going to write a post that doesn't quite tie into the theme. So another reason to kind of go in this step-by-step -step process. Final step, or one of the final steps, is to organize your posts. What sections do each of these posts go into? I was working just this past week with a client. She sent me wonderful blog posts. They were nice and polished and ready to go, but they seemed to sort of jump all over the place. And I said to her, we need to group these so that we have similar thoughts and similar ideas together. So we basically did that, and now the book flowed. The posts were all great individually, but they needed to be organized in sections so that they seemed to hang together a little more coherently. 
then, of course, once you have organized all of this and you have it all together, then it's time to find a publishing partner. It's time to get it edited, uh, professionally edited, if it's going to be a published book, and then to find a publisher. And more and more, we're finding that self-publishing is a great option today, very affordable, and it allows the author total control over the project as well as total control of the profits, which is something that's very important to us as authors. So those are the basic steps. But I wanted to also touch on a couple of what I perceive to be the big stumbling blocks of just writing in general, really. What are the brick walls that you're likely to encounter as you uh, think about writing the blog posts, as you think about writing the book, as you think about just writing in general? Well, first of all, I think for most of us, it's like, okay, Kathy, I have so much on my plate already. How am I going to find the time to write? And that's a really good question. That is the number one question that my authors ask me. And what I'm answering them is, is two things. One is you don't just find time, you make time. <laughs> and what that really means is to work on your blog post, to work on your book, it does not go on your to-do list. It goes on your calendar. Because think about it, how we work on our to-do list is usually by sense of urgency, and here's the thing, your book, while pretty important, may never be urgent. So, you got to block time on your calendar. It also means that if you have to cancel an appointment because of some other revenue generating opportunity, then yeah, it has to go on the back burner. But just as if you would uh, have to cancel an appointment with a good friend that you're having lunch with, if you have to cancel lunch with a good friend, you're going to reschedule that appointment. And that's what you need to do for your writing time. If you have to cancel that appointment, reschedule. So put it on your calendar, not your to-do list. And the other tip is to always be ready to write. So for example, if I'm going to the doctor's office and I know I'm probably going to have some waiting time, I'm going to bring some writing tools with me, maybe a file folder with uh, the ideas for my next blog post or my composition book where I can take some notes or organize my thoughts so that I'm always ready to jump in there and do a little bit of writing. So it's not just finding time, it's making time for your book. Another thing that I think is really important is to look for ways to up your productivity because many of us can't create any more hours in the day or squeeze in one more thing. But what if we became more productive as writers? And that is something that I work with my clients with all the time is how do we become more productive writers? So a couple of questions to ask yourself. Do you tend to write best in the morning, middle of the day? evening, late at night. That's something that you should figure out. And it's not always intuitive. I am, for example, I am definitely not a morning person. But it's funny that that is my best time to write when my desk is clear and I can sit down and I can go to work. That is my best time. But doing some timed writings will be a great way to figure out where you're most productive. Also, just watching your word count production will help you in figuring out 
Am I improving my speed or not? Am I writing better when I'm at the busy coffee house or am I really writing more effectively in my cave, in my home office with all the doors closed and windows drawn? So those are things that that you'll need to discover for yourself is what will help you become a more productive writer. So doing timed writings is a really wonderful way to do that. One of my favorite techniques is using timed writings or writing prompts. And I'd like to share with you some of the rules for writing prompts. This is, uh, if I give you a visual prompt, and I'm going to give you one here in just a second. The idea is you don't even think about it too much. You relate this, what you're going to see, to your topic, to your subject, to your expertise, but you don't think about it too much. You don't go back and correct. You don't edit. You just write, okay? And then put so many minutes on the clock. And I love to do two-minute time writings with my coaching clients. We have found that we can really up our productivity dramatically in just a couple of minutes of time. So let's look at this fun little uh, visual uh, to get you going. So you look at this, and I don't know what that brings up for you, but uh, you look at it, you think, okay, now how does that relate to my topic? You give yourself two minutes or five minutes or ten minutes, and then you write, and you time your writing, you time yourself for that writing. And this can be a really great way to get going on your blog posts and get going on upping your productivity, upping your speed. One other big, big issue that I see, many folks tell me, gosh, Kathy, it's probably easy for you to say, you, you are a good writer. I'm not a good writer. Besides that, I had a, an English teacher that told me I couldn't write <laughs> or I just don't think I can write. Who am I to write a book? Who am I to write a blog post? Negative voice inside of our heads can be really a huge hurdle to overcome. And what I would do is, first of all, have you acknowledge that we all have that negative voice in our head that says, who do you think you are? Nobody ever told you you could write. So just acknowledge that you're going to hear that voice as you sit down to write. And then another way to counter that negative voice is to reach out for help. <laughs> and that's where I come in as a book coach is I help folks have an accountability partner, have a cheerleader beside them, behind them to uh, talk them off the ledge, to get them going, to help them know it's okay and that they are going to get their writing done. Those are basically my tips. I know I, I want to let folks know that I am willing to schedule a complimentary strategy session. If you will just send a request to me at Kathy at KathyFayok.com, I would love to talk with you about your writing project and give you a few pointers and to see if there's any point in us working together. And it would certainly be my pleasure to do so. I also have two books, On Your Mark and Blog to Book, which are great tools to help you in this blog to book process. So now it's uh, time for questions. And yeah, I don't know that... if I've gone at record speed through this. And uh, if you have questions or 
What no, are you thinking now? Perfect, because it, it took us through. The biggest thing that we're looking for is that structured process, and you gave very clear steps with very clear deliverables. And then probably underneath each of those, there might be additional questions or someone might build out on this process a little bit more, particularly if they go through some of your work, because there'll be things like, oh, okay, well, if I'm looking to write a blog post, well, that then opens up a series of questions around what am I writing on? Am I writing on WordPress? Mm -hmm. How do I prepare this? And same with the organizing step where you're pulling together the blog posts and then trying to assemble the right order. You know, uh, how do we do that? Is that through a, a Google apps, a Google docs type situation or word or so there's probably a few things that'll bubble up, but I think, outlaying the overall structure was great. And I know um, we'll put links to a lot of what you talked about in, we've got both the bonus section because you've, you've got some bonuses that you're adding in for the bonus bundle. And then also underneath the session as well, um, we'll have some links directly through to the book and your website as well. So Good. Uh, yeah, that was fantastic. I, I didn't have any particular questions. I know because it's just you and I in this session, for the recording, more than likely mm-hmm. you'll you'll get the uh, the attendees emailing questions through. So, okay, yeah, um, well, good. Unless good. you've got any final words, well, you might I wrap do. Up this I do have yeah, a final please. word. <laughs> please. <laughs> one thing that I developed uh, several months ago, it came to me because one of my clients was telling me that she used a pledge that she said with her grandchild, and this was something that got him off to a good start on the day, and, and it was just a lovely thing. And I thought, you know, maybe my writers need a writer's pledge. So what I'd love to do is just share with you my writer's pledge. Yeah. It's something that has, well, it's been really helpful for my clients, and in fact, they said, hey, we want to say this at the beginning of each of our coaching sessions together. We're going to make the pledge together. So I'd love to just share it with you here. I Mm, pledge that I will use my power to make today a fantastic day. I will block writing time on my calendar, and I will honor that time commitment and hold it as sacred creative time. I pledge I will not allow my negative voice to guide my thinking or stop my creative process. I will surround myself with people who love me and support my writing. I pledge to tell my story, to share my experiences with authenticity and without apology. I know that in telling my story, I can provide others with the gifts of hope, wisdom, and joy. I pledge that I will continue to work so that I gain clarity and focus for my readers, audiences, and clients. Then I can continue to make the world a better place one word at a time. Perfect. What a fantastic way to close. I think it kind of, uh, yeah, puts front and center what you're here to do and yes. sharing your knowledge. So Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you very much for that session. You can see on that final screen as well, if you want to uh, catch Kathy on Twitter, you've got a direct uh, Twitter handle there and then also her email as well. So thank you very much, Kathy. Appreciate you being on the Business Systems Summit. This is so much fun. Thank you for having me just been listening to the system hub podcast remember we've documented this system for you so you can literally swipe and deploy it within your business head to www.systemhub.com forward slash podcast to download it now